Hey guys, welcome to the Save Continue podcast, where every week we get together, or every other week we get together and talk about video games and video game related stuff. Uh, my name is Shanae Howard. With me, as always, is Ryan Robinson. Hi, actually, my name is Ryan Slick Willie Robinson now. Sorry, with me, as always, is Ryan Slick Willie Robinson. Thank you. Like from World <laughs> Industries? No, it's just I have a famously wet penis. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> and... You remember Slick Willie though? Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, we have a couple of restaurants in town named Slick Willies, but uh, are they pool halls? There's another Willies, anyways. And other, that's Wet other, Williams. <laughs> and the other voice you hear is Tommy Shelby. Hello. Uh, so guys, what have y'all been playing and up to since last time we talked? Let's see. I've been playing. What have I been playing? I finished Necromunda Hired Gun. That was a lot of fun. I played through Battlefield 1's campaign. That was a lot of fun. And, uh... I started playing Returnal, finally. Cool. Now that I finished Necromunda, I was like, okay, it's time to start Returnal. And I'm having fun with it, but man, I am terrible at it. <laughs> um, but I'm enjoying it, though. I keep I like I can consistently get to that first boss. Yeah. And I can consistently get him down to his last health bar. Yeah. But I never go the distance. Yeah, uh you'll have that run where the items that you pick up along the way will sync up in just the way you need to make that happen. Yeah. Um I to be fair, I've only maybe spent an hour with it. Sure. But sure. you know. Uh that second boss is way harder but way cooler. Yeah, so, um, and then uh, I've been playing a bunch of, so if you don't know what E1M1 is, it's a magazine, it's a first person shooter magazine, did I already talk about this? No. <laughs> no? Okay, so they did a game jam that ended a couple of weeks ago, so if you go on Itch.io, you can like find all these first person shooters, and uh, I've been playing through a bunch of those, they're all, you know, small first person shooter projects that were made in a couple of weeks, but uh, there's Anita, some fun stuff out? there. Yeah, what the fuck is the game called? I can't remember what it's called, but it's it's like something I wish that was womb, the actual title. <laughs> like Unholy Womb or something like that. I don't know. You're going around, there's vaginas and labias and flabias all over the place, you know? Flabias. Uh, you like, yeah. you like shooting, shooting women's genitals? Is that what this is? Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I played two demos. I played a demo for a game called Severed Steel, in which you play an amputee. It's a first-person shooter where you play an amputee, but like there's bullet time, which is super fun always, and the y-axis is is unlocked, which not enough shooters do, and that's super fun too. Uh, and then, and then, uh, oh. Agent 64. Agent 64. So if you've seen like Dark Data, Dark Data is like a successor to like GoldenEye Perfect Dark, right? But like it's just multiplayer. It's just local multiplayer for that matter. Like only split screen. That's it. You yeah. can't play the game online. No screen peaks. Uh, 
Agent 64 is like, well, let's have some fucking the campaign. And that's what it is. It's it's fucking GoldenEye Perfect Dark campaign. It's fantastic. Cool. Yeah. I like those things. And that's it, really. You're right. Uh, well, um, as for things that I've been up to, um, I haven't really talked about it on the show very much, but I'm getting pretty into, like, pretty actively into game development and uh, kind of doing a lot of like self-learning and stuff like that. I'm actually learning how to put together a design doc, which is uh, very important <laughs> for the structure of like, of uh, really any software. But uh, basically I've been, I've got this uh, game concept going and I've learned how to, I've compiled a design doc for it. And um, now I'm actually getting into uh, designing a few different things. Uh, with it so that's that's been fun uh but as far as what i've been playing uh so guilty gear strive came out since the last time we recorded and uh that game is really really great so far um i'm having a lot of fun with it um it's uh it's definitely different than my like i don't have a lot of experience with guilty gear outside of uh uh revelator 2 that's really the one Guilty Gear game that I've played, uh, like, in any meaningful amount of time. Um, but even after going from that to Strive, it feels significantly different, just as far as, like, combos work and the general flow of combat. But it's really, it's really, really cool. Um, I've played a good, I've played a good amount of matches online. Um, the experience, like, the netcode is just, it's like... It it does feel like someone is sitting next, like the my, the other person I'm playing is sitting next to me in the same room. It, that's how good it feels. Um, nice. And yeah, I've been and I've I've gotten together with a few friends. I actually I joined this uh, this online group of people who just want to play that. So now like I have like a dedicated group of people to play the game with. So that's been a lot of fun. Um, also, I did finish. Um, <clears throat> I did finish Yakuza Four. And I've started Yakuza 5. I'm actually a good amount. In, I'm like in the fourth chapter of Yakuza 5. Um, yeah, I, I'm really, I'm really into these games. Like I'm like, I love playing. It's, 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 it's your stuff. It's like, you it's better your, slow down. Cause you're going to run out soon. And then what? Oh, then I play other video games. That's the plan. Is after I finish Yakuza, I play other video games. That's what I'm probably. Gonna He's gonna do. restart the series over. I mean, sure. I c I could do that, um, but yeah, there's like Yakuza Five is interesting because to of all the games I've played, this game has like the most like systems going on with it. Um, so do you like that? Wait, like of all the Yakuza games you've played, yes, or of that, just all that's, games? That's what I meant. I meant of all the Yakuza okay. games I've played. Uh, so the other games, like for the most part, they have you just kind of like walking around the city and like doing like side missions and, uh, also like doing stuff for the main story. Um, and like mo pretty much everything happens like on foot, but like now Yakuza five has like a lot of, you're doing a lot of driving, uh, mostly because like in this game, Kiryu is, uh, for reasons I won't spoil for anybody who's looking to play this, he's a taxi driver now. 
And so like there are taxi yeah, driver makes there, sense. there are taxi driver missions that you're doing. Uh, which are also part of like a whole other story arc. And then um You, you know, love Crazy Taxi. It's it is not that. But what it <laughs> what it does feel like though, because there's like there's sections where like there's a storyline where these street racers start challenging you like in your taxi cab. So you're like there are mm. sections where you're like where you're on the freeway, like racing them. And if it if if anybody's listening and has played any of the Initial D games, it feels like a very stripped down version of Initial D, which is, uh, you know, which is, you know, cool. But um, so there's then there's a whole storyline with that. Uh, but, yeah, I've been having a, a lot of fun with it. Um, mm. There's uh, there's a direction that the story is taking that I feel is probably going to make me very sad. But um but because it's like because the deeper you go into Yakuza, the more it focuses on like Kiryu being a fighting dad, and there's some stuff going on between him and the and the kids that he that he used to take care of that's kind of like going in like a really sad direction. So I'm hoping that gets resolved in a in a nice way. Um, and I have also just been playing uh, Knockout City with my wife. That is the that is the game that that gets played, I think, the most around here. Um, but uh, other than that, that's <clears throat> basically have you, it. Have you and uh, your wife played Knockout City with Tom since last time we talked? They haven't even invited me. That is not true. Know. That is not true. I, after, I, have, I have. I have. I have. No. 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 Hold on. I actually have. I have evidence of me having invited Tom. Let me see it. Okay, hold on. It's not gonna hold up in court. It's not. <laughs> it is not. Hold on. Let me. Oh, I forgot. Uh, here's some some screenshots of Agent Sixty Four. Thanks. Looking that's... all golden eye. That does look pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm scrolling. Thank you for your slideshow. I'm scrolling through the text. All right. Well, while don't you do flash that. my personal things on the internet ryan like what put his nudes on there <laughs> ryan's never seen my nudes he's seen me nude yeah <laughs> yeah i've seen him yeah i've seen him <laughs> anyway look Gosh. i don't have to defend myself here i know it's like tom uh, tom knows what the truth is so no you see what happened is they invited me one time shanae uh -huh. when i was like practically in bed because i had to go to work the next morning yeah. you know well, mm -hmm. I guess I'm supposed so... to say okay, okay, I'll play with you. Fuck my bills, you sure. know. Sure. Did they, did they know? <laughs> That's that, fair. Your That's fair. Time? Did, that, did they? they like, had you they had do. you informed him before yeah. you invited? Like, okay. hey, I'm going to go to bed in 15 okay. minutes, and then yeah. he invited you. Pretty okay. much. Okay, so that's that's leading the witness. Number one. Secondly, secondly. I mean that's a but it is fair. I did mess it. When I was, I, when I, when I was I, trying to trying to when say I, when I messaged when I messaged Tom when I was when I messaged Tom. You know he was like, hey, I've got to go to work. I you yeah. know it's kind of late. And so. you know when I work, and so, it hasn't changed for six years. So I I get that. That's a fair point. So yeah. Uh, counterpoint, however, counterpoint is if Tom is interested in playing, there is nothing stopping him from initiating that as well, right? I'm not interested anymore. Okay, so then it's a moot point now. Game sucks. Yeah, because he's been burned. He's been burned too many times. Ah. Uh... 
Exactly. Exactly. Well, I have been. <laughs> <laughs> I beat one of my numbers. Uh, me and Bardo beat It Takes Two. Um, I still can't <clears throat> speak about how much we actually did really enjoy that game. Um, you did not enjoy it? Well, which we really did enjoy that game. Oh, okay. Even with the monster daughter and some scarring scenes in there. That sounds like a good uh, name for a movie, Monster Daughter. I have one of those. <laughs> I, I, I think Disney Channel has Monster Daughter 1, 2, and 3 already out. Cool. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so we did that. Um, I ended up getting the Famicom Detective series uh, on Switch, and I started that. But um, for the last two weeks, my mom was in uh, the same state as my sister, or staying with my sister out of state. So uh, we set up on Thursday nights to uh, play Mario Party together now that we can do the Mario Party like online stuff with like different variations of like peoples. And um, I think I'm bad at Mario Party. You're not. Let me tell you something. You're talking about the newest Mario Party? The one on yeah. Twitch? I made that, sure. That Mario Party sucks. You know? What's so bad about it? I've been making it? sure that I What's don't... What's bad about grab... it is, like, there's been an element of, like, randomness to all Mario Parties, right? But in this newest Mario Party, you can be on top the entire time and at the very end fucking lose for some bullshit reason. Yeah. Oh, that's that's not that's not what's happening. I'm losing... Alright, so the first week we played Partners is me and Birdo versus my mom and sister. And we won... And uh, I think we ended up playing two games, and I think we we won one, they won one, and uh, like they just like smidged by. So this time, uh, Berto couldn't make it, so it was just all of us against each other. And like there were some mini games, even the computer was beating me, and that's just embarrassing. Yeah, that is embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, you should be. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I even made sure I didn't have the left Joy-Con, so I didn't have to worry about that drift or anything. And yeah, I'm just—I think I might be bad at Mario Party. Sure. Uh, that's a funny—that's a uh, funny game to be bad at. <laughs> I mean, I'm bad at other games. I, we just don't have time for me to list all of them. Sure. Uh, but <clears throat> uh, I played like literally like about ten minutes of Persona, and I was like, I'm gonna beat this. Crashed out. Uh, and then haven't tried that again. And then, um, I've been doing jigsaw puzzles and, uh, I'm going to close on a house here in a couple weeks. So yeah, it's been a pretty busy time. I have been, nice. uh, I also like, apparently I'm just going to get, start getting in arguments with everybody all the time. Cool. But I did get into As you do. Yeah. yeah edgy Shanae. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, call me, call me edge Lord, uh, or just Lord. It's fine. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, we're talking about, uh, you know, with the new Breath of the Wild sequel coming out, they're like, oh, I've been waiting, like, too long for this. And I was like, the last one came out, like, four years ago. What do you mean yeah. you've been waiting too long for this? And, uh, about how, like, if they're going to use the same, like, engine and, a, like, similar graphics, like, they shouldn't use an entire regular game life cycle. And I was like, I don't think, I don't think four years... Or it's gonna come out in twenty two twenty two is like or five years is an unreasonable time at all. I don't want like the people making it and like on crunch and I'd rather like 
as we've talked on the show, like wait for a better game than like just have them every other year. I mean, historically, but, uh, when a game series reuses assets, that next game comes out within the next year. But I do agree with what you're saying, though. Yeah, like I'm. I mean, I really. I mean, we we've done multiple shows on it. Uh, I really love that first Breath of the Wild. I'm excited for the second one. I I do. I anticipate myself also enjoying that one. Really hope I'm not setting myself up for disappointment. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, but speaking of sequels, that is what you wanted to talk about today, though. Oh, Segway. Yeah, that's what I wanted to talk about. That's such a funny thing about Segways, is because I feel like Segways are so much more effective when you just do them, but everybody always, everybody always calls them out. Yeah, it's fun to call them out. Uh, sure. It is, it is, it's fun, it's fun. It's like a, I mean, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you're wrong, like. Okay, so like NPR has segues, right? But like sure. no one ever calls them out on NPR. If somebody called out the segues on NPR, I would love that. Really? That'd be hilarious. Okay. Yeah. I I'm imagining you going on like a like a like a Disney tour and like the tour guide explains it like segway, segway. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Because this is what tour guides do. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. That's a very astute yeah. observation, Shanae. Uh, thanks. Sure. Thanks. Sure. Um, a lot of uh, really successful podcast hosts uh, used to be tour guides of some sort, and so it's <laughs> it's a known thing. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> very um, yeah. yeah, sequels. So basically, the whole reason I want to talk about sequels is I've been playing Fear again, and I like Fear too. A lot of people hate Fear 2, but I like it. Uh, but but it's Monolith, right? It's Monolith Productions, and it got me thinking about Monolith and the projects that, they, that they've worked on. <laughs> so, like, they make blood, and everybody loves blood. Hell yeah. And they make blood, too, and everybody hates it, right? And then the same thing with Fear, and the same thing with Condemned, and to a lesser extent, the same thing with Shadow of Mordor. Uh, and... I was like, these guys, they just can't make a sequel that everybody likes, you know? Yeah. They just can't. Yeah. Except for No One Lives Forever. I guess everybody liked that one. I don't know. Sure. But uh... <laughs> they, can, they can make one good sequel or an okay sequel one time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It got me thinking about just sequels in general, which I'm sure at some point we must have talked about on the show before, like as a topic. Uh, but it just got me thinking about like, you know, what makes a good sequel? And what makes a bad sequel? Yeah. <laughs> and, I think... uh, oh, go ahead. I don't know. I just figured it'd be an interesting conversation. I think there's a couple factors into if it's going to be a good sequel or not. Because you can't have it be like 13, 20 years later. Like, and it'd be the exact same game as it was the first time. I think that, mm. uh, you know... Go, going back to Breath of the Wild, how I am... It's been five years, I, and I know they're reusing some assets, but... Are reusing assets, but... I'm anticipating that to be a good game. I think it's a good amount of time. I like... I really am... I really... Because the first one was such a unique experience, and how yeah. organic it felt, and all everything else, I, I, I'm excited for it. 
there's plenty of games where I have played the game, enjoyed it, and but I, it's just it's not groundbreaking in any genre. I don't think it's like super unique. I just think it's a well-made game. Where this, if I see the sequel, is like the exact same thing. I'm just like, I I'm not excited about it. I don't think it's. I don't know if it's going to be a good one or not. See, so, and reused think, assets, right? Like that's such a weird thing that I didn't even think about talking about in this conversation. But like. Typically, I don't think it makes for a bad sequel, right? If you look at the games that have done it, you know, uh, like Doom 2, everybody fucking loves. Majora's Mask, everybody loves, you know? Like, uh, I don't know. But, like, at the same time, like, Vampire Savior is the best Darkstalkers, right? But, like... Sure. All three of those (laughs) games use the same assets. All three of them, right? Uh... And now it would be weird. It would be weird if Street Fighter Six comes out and it's the exact same models as as Street Fighter Five, right? That would be weird now. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like, do do older games get a pass? So uh, I don't know. I think I think it's just I think it's the length of time between the releases of them if we're going to reuse assets. But I also think. Uh, but if Five came out. And then the next year they released Street Fighter Six. You don't think that would be strange? Yeah. I mean, for Street Fighter, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, that's that's why it... I'm comparing it to Darkstalkers, right? Because, like, Darkstalkers was three games, essentially, that all used the same assets. Yeah. So, I never played any of those games, yeah. so I, I can't speak upon those. But I think for, uh, like, fighting games, it just really depends. I mean... Street Fighter is known to have like seventeen different variations of the of the last game before the next one comes out. Right. So if they uh, came out every other year, or that would be weird. Uh, but uh, I also think that like if it's not gonna be like a fighting game or like reusing assets, like it's gotta be like what to answer your question, like what makes a good sequel? I think it has to bring you back to what you loved about the original one. And then expand upon the universe some in some way, whether it be a different gameplay style or add like a different part of the world, like with the uh, like Skyrim series. Uh, like it's got to be something different if it's yeah. not, uh, or it's got to be something uh, new added to it to give it a reason to be in the franchise. So I've been like, like going like. It's, that's got me thinking like the whole reuse assets things got me thinking about uh, yakuza because like a new like for as far as one through six was concerned um a new yakuza game was coming out like every two years i think and um like in going in going through those games like one after the other like it's a lot easier to like point that stuff out because like i'm just like oh yeah i saw that in the in the in the game before like they're like assets yeah. like reused animations um but the thing of like and in in, do i notice it absolutely but i think when it comes to that sort of thing like should i like you were talking about how like expanding the world or you know and and that's kind of what it's doing like like because like most of those games take place in the same city and 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 specifically in the same section of that city but from game to game like shops are getting moved around um, and new characters are being introduced and new storylines are being, are being introduced. So like, and so I guess when it comes down to like whether a sequel is good or not, I think it just depends on like what, 
like what do you what uh, what co- what draws you to engage with that series or franchise, right? Like for me, a lot of what draws me to Yakuza is the story. Like the gameplay is really fun. I, like I like the action, but the story is what has been like pushing me forward. Um, so with that regard, because the story keeps getting because the story keeps getting better and better, I don't so much I don't so much mind like you know the the reused animations or the or the reused yeah. character models because you know there are other things that are being brought to the games that are new and like even still um they managed to introduce just enough new thing like new mechanics or like a new system with every entry that still makes it feel like it's a like it's a different game from the previous entry yeah actually like i really like the idea of reused assets depending on how how it's handled you know yeah um if you look at like literally every re engine game uses the same assets like not not literally all the same assets right but like what was the first re engine game resident evil 7 probably uh because that was before two or three or devil may cry or any of those right yeah the the mannequins that you see in the baker house in resident evil 7 are literally in every re engine game that i've played I haven't played Resident Evil 8 yet, but they're they're in both RE3 and 2. They're in uh, Devil May Cry 5. I'll let you know know if I see them in Monster Hunter Rise. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But, uh, you know, it doesn't really matter, right? Like, it's a fucking mannequin. Sure. If they need a mannequin, who really cares what it, it, you know, if it's the same model? Like, you're going to make that that mannequin model look better, you know? (laughs) I don't know. It's also not a pivotal part of any of those games, right. to my knowledge. Yeah. But when, but when Capcom uses the same very... Morgan sprite for like twenty games, uh, you start to notice, you know. <laughs> but but that's uh... main character, so it is like quite a bit of a difference. Yeah, I think that if you're using, like, if you're doing re- like reusing assets for um, like Easter eggs or continuity with like world building, where it's like. Oh, hey, this is the same baker shop as like the last Yakuza game. Yeah, I think that there's is something like fundamentally fundamentally different than a character that you can control or even an NPC that you interact with a lot, um, because it because immersion. Yeah. yeah. So, like thinking about monolith games, right? <clears throat> I do feel like I'm the odd man out with Fear Two. I like Fear Two. I think most people don't. Uh, Condemned 2, I never played, but in general, it's it's considered to be not such a great game. Yeah. Uh, so I actually, I actually did, I actually did play Condemned 2, largely because of my enthusiasm for Condemned 1. Yeah. Uh, because like, and I think that I think, I think that the big problem with Condemned 2, honestly, is that when Condemned 1 came out, it was doing something that we didn't really see before like it was like we didn't really see first person games done in that way before and it had like an atmosphere that uh and like it had a kind of an atmosphere that like i had never really like experienced previously and so those things kind of coalesced in a a way especially like around the time when that came out like they kind of coalesced in a way that was just like wow this is like a legitimately tense and scary game um and I think that, I think that Condemned Two. I think the main problem with that game is that it took, it took, the wrong, 
like not not all the great things from Condemned One to make it a sequel, and then added some things that like kind of, <laughs> I guess in a way like broke the tone of what I what that what those games might have supposed to have been. See, but, and for me, like that's all I can see because I haven't played the game. Yeah, I've played Condemned. I've not played Condemned Two, but like <clears throat> just looking at footage of it, where Condemned very much wants to be Seven. Yeah, uh, Condemned Two looks to just want to be super edgy and like yeah. really weird, you know. And it, like, and it tries. The main it, character all of a sudden is a fucking hobo with long yeah. hair and like wraps his hands and like I don't know. It's yeah, really they, weird. they they tried yeah, really they, really they, hard. They watched Hobo with a Shotgun, loved the movie, and like, hey, we should do this for Condemned Two. Well, and I th- I think that a lot of the a lot of games of that generation though are like really like they kind of. They change in ways to like kind of match the year in which they were released, and it's kind of just like, like that was that was really the that that there was a lot of the that kind of guy when uh, when Condemned Two came out. But the same could be said for the first game, though. Well, I mean, I don't know about that because like they were released like what a year or two apart. I think it was further apart than that. Um, but like I don't I. I think that a lot of what I think a lot of the the main character of Condemned seemed like it was really like the environments that you were in and like the stuff around what was his name Ethan Winters, not Ethan mm-hmm. Winter. I don't remember what his name was. Is is Ethan something? But like a lot of stuff. Like yeah, let's just call him Ethan Winters. A lot it's of the, a lot of the stuff around him was like was the main character because but like then they the focus was really really brought like tightly on him in the second one and again they like they really tried to like make him more edgy and tough and what's i hate to use it but like they try to make him more more gritty and 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 it just and then like then then of course the game later goes into like a supernatural territory and which i think is kind of which i honestly think is the thing that people would probably have had the most issue with was that game like going I like, heard a lot of complaints. like going into like like the the realm of like superpowers at that point but yeah i don't know but it just it didn't see it didn't feel as condemned 2 didn't feel as novel as the first one did yeah uh you know as far as blood goes like I just so we uh, we said so we weren't going to talk about E3, but it kind of comes up naturally here in that you know Nintendo's re-releasing uh, Advance Wars one and two, right? But it's like built from the ground up. So what does that mean for a fucking turn-based, grid-based game? Uh, it means that they gave it polygonal graphics now, you know. And uh, we had someone in our Discord talking about it, and I said like, while it's cool. I feel like it's it's lost its soul, right? Like it doesn't look like it looks like everything now. So not so it looks like nothing, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and I feel like that was the problem with Blood Two, amongst other things. You know, it, it's that jump from two D to three D. Yes, Build Engine is two D. Yes, Doom is two D. It's faked three D, is what it is. Uh, whereas the actual, you know, Blood 2, The Chosen, is a 3D polygonal game. And you, a lot of what is lost in that translation, I think. 
you know? Yeah. And, and again, it all goes back to like when you, people make a sequel, they kind of, they, it, it's just, sometimes they, there, there's like a lack of awareness, I think of like, what was it that made that first game special? Right. And like, what was it yeah. that like really made that made it resonate with people? And I think that like, I think on one hand it is good to like try different things and, you know, experiment with different, uh, you know, with different styles as far as uh, as far as developing sequels goes. But I think that it's also important to, you know, kind of remember the foundation of like what made that game and yeah. build on top of that as opposed to trying to completely reinvent it. Because I think that trying to reinvent it a lot of the time means that more or less you're making a, a totally different game, and they kind and then so you find two games in the same franchise that are related in name only. Um, Final Fantasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the, can we even count that though, right? Unless it's like a numbered like ten, ten, two, thirteen, thirteen, two. Can we really count it? Because like those games are so, so different. Yeah. Um, say like technically they are sequels because they're putting them in that numbered franchise. Are they? Um, I am blanking on the term. Uh, spiritual successors. It's, uh, I think it's it's weird to call something a sequel when they don't share the same storyline, though, right? Like it just it seems it, it seems is, strange. It is weird. And oftentimes um, even the same universe, yeah. right? Because, like, yes, there are things that tie them together. There's always going to be fucking chocobos and, you know, random shit like that. But, like, and there's, really, reasons. there's really <laughs> nothing to tie some of those those games together, you know? Right. And, it, well, it's just, like, because, like, they're it's, <clears throat> when they're each, in, uh, like, a contained, like, a self-contained story, then, yeah. like, it just, the, the, the numerical designation seems more like, it seems more like, uh, just like a convention than logic, really, because oh my, yeah, yeah, because like what you Hope know for a while, yeah, well, because like there's there's nothing saying like if you okay, let's say you put Final Fantasy seven together or Final Fantasy seven as Final Fantasy nine, right? Like there's nothing in either one that indicates which one should have come first. It's just which one happened yeah. to come first, and those numbers are just letting you know which one was first right but like but like the stories don't like stories don't interact with each other at least not in a way that i could perceive that makes it necessary for like makes it like you're not losing out on anything in final fantasy 9 because you didn't play final fantasy 7 yeah right? and what's funny is like i i guarantee you can go find some fucking final fantasy timeline probably. but i guarantee it's, yeah. it's probably almost as bullshit as the zelda timeline yeah. is you know like, um, or I mean, nah, that Zelda timeline is real bullshit. <laughs> I look, don't know. I bought into it. Much. I was day one Hyrule Historia. Like, I bought into that shit. I know. And then Nintendo changed it. They're like, oh, I, we know we published this and said this was official, but now we're going to do this. You know, it's like, yeah. okay, all right, guys. But you, but you can keep the nice looking book. Yeah. <laughs> it is a nice um, looking book. But, uh, but, so, um, much then yeah. go ahead oh uh, sorry my my brain broke a little bit but i did want to say uh i do think that you can uh have like spirit or fuck my brain broke i'm sorry <laughs> i was gonna it's all right it's gonna be something about spiritual, spiritual successors and uh xenoblade chronicles yeah. but uh 
I'm d- it's not there. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So, like, I don't I know. I mean, are you, like, tying that to the Xeno games? And that, like, Xeno, uh, Xeno Saga and, like, all those, like, supposedly they're connected, but, like, how? <laughs> Mechs. <laughs> <laughs> I've played half of one Xeno Saga game. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not sure. Um, uh, there's, there's, like, some connections. And also, like, a lot of the Xeno games happen on different planets, too. So there's all that. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't Peoples. know. I just I think I th- I really think that like one of the one of the exciting for me one of the exciting se- things about sequels a lot of the time well I guess it really depends on like what genre the game is in right because for me when it comes to sequels with action games I'm like 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 let's say like a, a character action game right a lot of the time it's like what crazy new moves are gonna are they gonna have this character doing in this new game right like yeah. when it came to like God of War like I was just like what what's what weird magical weapon is Kratos going to be using this time and like what like what like crazy like execution move is he going to do on this mythical being right that that's the draw for what me. hot babes is he gonna bone yeah i guess uh but like it just depends on like when it comes to that kind of game it's all for me it's always been like okay well how are they going to increase the spectacle of what this thing is because I think back to I think about the first God of War game um, back in 05, and I was like, "Holy shit, this game is crazy!" Like, there's all this shit happening on screen, and it's like, in at that point in time, I think that my only real experience with uh, with um, really fast-paced, like intense action games of that style was with Devil May Cry, and so. And at the time, like, I felt like God of War was bigger than anything that I had ever seen in Devil May Cry. And, like, there was just so much more spectacle involved with it. And so when Devil May Cry 2 came about, I was like, how are they going to up the ante on this one? And then I saw the f- – and then I'm then I'm fighting the fucking Colossus of Rhodes at the very beginning of the game. I'm like, oh, my God. It's so – and so, like, every time it seems like the main goal with these games, as- aside from – I, I don't I, I don't know aside from like advancing the mythology of that series it seems like the biggest a big thing was how can we make this thing bigger and crazier and maybe even faster than the previous game um, yeah. and I think that's probably because that is a core tenet and design philosophy behind those games is doing those things um, yeah and it's funny too I'm glad that you you started off that. Uh, rant saying that it it depends on the game, you know. Yeah. Like my yeah. daughter and I were just last night talking about Life is Strange after they showed that little Life is Strange thing. Yeah. In the uh, Nintendo Direct, and she's played a little bit of them. I've played very little of them, but like we we're talking about when a series has the same characters and is meant to be taken somewhat seriously as Life is Strange is. Right. Uh, when something extraordinary happens to the same character and then in another game, something extraordinary happens to the same character and another fucking third game, again, those things become less extraordinary. Right. If that makes sense. Because you expect them at that point, right? Right. And so it's it's not not surprising. So like Um, at that point, you're just, you're, you're like, okay, 
I like at this at that point you're like I know that something is going to happen. Just show me what the yeah. thing is. Um, but like I do agree with you. Like God of War, at least the old God of War. Yeah, yeah, should continue to be bigger and dumber, and you know, right. Uh, that's that's that game job, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, um, but like going they... to a similar franchise though, like Bayonetta to Bayonetta two. I enjoy Bayonetta two, but like I like Bayonetta one for the simple reason that restorative items reduce your score. That is the only reason I like Bayonetta one more, you know, and it has nothing to do with how giant the enemies are or anything like that. It's right. just, this is a points driven game and you're just making it easier and easier and easier, you right. know? Right. And that's, that's, that's the thing too, is that, um, you know, I think that when it comes, when it comes to games like that, there are like these changes that are made because like you're like not everybody's gonna like the changes that are made from game to game, right? That's just not going to happen. Yeah. And so then you get to nope. then you get to the point where you're just like, well, you know, I like this game better, and so at that, for all intents and purposes, like you're gonna spend more time with the with the previous game because you just like that one better. Right. And, and so like in your mind, like the sequel might as well not even exist because like. That's not what you want to engage with. It had like the first yeah. one is, what has all the stuff that you like, um, and and I, 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 I find it hard to believe a lot of people play Bayonetta for its intriguing storyline or anything <laughs> like that. You know, so yeah, uh, the the hair witch. Yeah. <laughs> um, I do you think that you would still like uh, Bayonetta two if if it was like the first game of the series and like Bayonetta one was the sequel. Oh, absolutely. And I like, to be clear, I like Bayonetta two. Uh, I just think that I, the first is superior. Cause I, uh, one of the things I wanted to point out was I think that, um, sometimes mediocre sequels are taken as like good games, mm-hmm. but that's one of the things I was thinking about. Like, uh, with the sequels is like, if, the first game didn't exist, and I just played this game. Would it be still a good game? Would it still? Would I still enjoy it and like it? And Bioshock I, Two. And I <laughs> and I realized there's a lot of sequels that I give a lot more credit to than they deserve. Yeah. Um. But um. So like when I think of games that are like really good sequels and I think that even did better than the original, I think of like Alice Madness Returns. Uh, and maybe that's just like console limitations from the first like American McGee's Alice. I think that yeah. originally it only came on PC and that could definitely be it for there. But I also think that there's a lot of other series that have a lot of innovations that I think like significantly the sequel like makes it better. So like I... I was down for Borderlands before it came out. I was I liked it when after it came out, but I mean, it didn't have any story, and at least two had somewhat of a story. At least you get to hear more of their talking and more about them. And I think that, on many ways, like Borderlands two improved on Borderlands one when it came to like mechanics, story, everything. Sure. Um, and yeah. I don't know if we hear a lot about about sequel or and I couldn't really think of any other sequels that did like I think made a vast improvement. Uh, I'll tell you which one did the best sequel, Street Fighter Two. Yeah, yeah. Um, you laugh, but like there, w- fighting games as we know it would not exist without that game. No, no I, I know. Absolutely. I just, uh, your your love for it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's it's funny, right? Because like, 
that but again that's another one of those times where um where you when you're making a sequel you know you you take what it is you like you know you believe that that game to be and try to iterate on it in a meaningful way right and it could have just as easily have worked out that street fighter 2 um was just another it was just another iteration of street fighter 1 yeah, and and that would be the logical you're, you're thing, right? Some yeah, you're gonna hate me off of that comment, right? <laughs> the logical thing for Street Fighter Two to be, because Street Fighter One was like you could be Ryu or Ken, yeah. right? The boys. The logical next step would be let's add a third color, yeah. you know, because that's what games did back then, you know. Yeah. Uh, Shows. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and so like, and I think that because of and like I actually, uh, I was I watched you know I watched something about the the conception of Street Fighter Two and listening to how they kind of how they came up with those characters and how they filled out that roster and everything. And I think about like how instrumental that was in the success of that game and um, and how how varied you know how varied that ended up making the gameplay for that game and. Uh, and I just think that, like, it's so funny how, like, one decision, like, just changes the course of everything. Um, and, that, like, yeah, there were, like, other decisions, like, made along the way. But, like, there's, like, there's always that, there's always these, these, like, isolated, like, major decisions that can change the trajectory of, of, of a game and, like, decide whether or not it's successful or whether or not it resonates with people. And... It's just so often that the opposite happens, right? It's so often that you get a sequel that is just more of the first thing, but like even though like people didn't even like the first thing to begin with, uh, and then you find you find that your your franchise is kind of just dead in the water because it's like, well, I didn't like that first game, and this is just more of that, so I I have no reason to engage with this. Um, have you been on a first person shooter kick, Tommy? Uh, what really makes like do you think makes a good uh like first person shooter sequel? Because like I get with Blood and Blood Two went from two D to three D, and that like lost a lot of the like fan base that enjoyed like the first game. But like besides switching, I mean that's among other problems. But uh, as far as a good FPS sequel, I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Like. I feel like there's not a lot of them, honestly. I really, and that's just my personal opinion. But like, I like Quake I One like... a lot more than Quake Two. You know, I like Quake Two, but I like Quake One a lot more. I like Turok One a lot more. You know, like, I don't know. Is it just nostalgic, or do you think that, uh, or like, no? Because I'm nostalgic like... for those games. I'm nostalgic for Quake Two. You know. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, like Doom Eternal, right? I've been playing a good bit of that, and like, it's good. It's very good. But I think I still like 2016 more. You know. Well, I. It seems like with all of those, with all of those examples, it's just kind of a vibe thing, honestly. Because like, think, <laughs> like you think, well, like think about the like the overall vibe of like Quake One. And uh, which is like it's just like tons of like 
like and granted i didn't play quake 2 in its entirety but my impressions of quake 2 versus quake 1 is just like they're very disparate in that way where like quake 1 has like those dark corridors and it's just got like it's just very like it's very creepy and whereas yeah. like where as quake 2 of what i played is like a very brightly lit uh highly explosive action game um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, with that series, I mean, like, sure, tone like tone maybe has something that. to do with it. Yeah, uh, but I think like gameplay as well. You know, yeah. like those games don't play identically to each other. They play similar. You yeah. know, same thing with 2016 and Doom Eternal. They play similar, but they're not. They're very, very different in the way yeah. that they play. Absolutely. You know? But like, okay, um, so when it comes to Eternal, right? What are the things? Because we talked about how initially both of us bounced off of it. I have yet to return it to return to it. Um, but return all to it. What are, what is something (laughs) like, what is it that you didn't appreciate about it before that you now appreciate about it? I mean, the, the, I've talked about it on the show before. It's it's the whole thing where it's like, there is a specific game that that game, the, the way that that game wants to be played. Yeah. You know, if you want to be successful at that game, you need to play it in a very specific way. And I felt like 2016 gives you gives the player much more freedom, and it does. Uh, but that's a fact. But once you once you do what the game wants you to do, what it wants you to do is pretty fun. Yeah, you know, it's why I compared it. We've compared it in the past to Bulletstorm, in that like if you play Bulletstorm the way that it wants you to play it, you'll have a good time. It's a fun game. Yeah. you know. Uh, I don't know. I, th- I guess like getting like well with in the in the case of Bulletstorm, like the idea, like once you get past the the realization that you can't actually play that game the way that it advertises itself to you, and yeah. you have to, and like you really have to actually engage it, engage with that game on its terms. Then yeah, you have a pretty good time. And I think I think a lot of what detracts from that is like the frustration of fighting against it to kind of do what you want to do right as opposed to what the game wants to do and so that that initial frustration can really color your perception of that game um which makes me wonder like if Bulletstorm did get a sequel like would it give you would it open do you th- i think i have to wonder if like if it got a sequel if it would like open up more creativity for the player um i don't think so i think there'd be more props it- yeah you know there'd be more props for you to use and it just becomes a real shooter at th- that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Bulletstorm uh, would be better as a real shooter. <laughs> honestly, well, because be. like that's funny because it actually like the way the enemy, the way the enemies come at you in that game is very much real shooter like. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it just ha- it's like it is there is it it's got a very like when I when I think about it because I actually I played Bulletstorm within the last month or so, and the the way that those enemies. Uh, uh, assault you is very House of the Dead, but um, you know I, I I I can't help but think that you know I've I often get excited for sequels because of the fact that it's my more than anything is my curiosity um, about like how do you the franchise well like it's like how do you like like what changes are you going to make to make it what like how are you going to change the game in a way that it feels like a second like a new game 
while also making sure that the identity of what this game is remains intact. Yeah. And that's not, that's not always an easy proposition. Uh, I think rockstar obviously has shown that they are good at sequels and then extending the franchise afterwards. I mean, I did enjoy red dead redemption one or two, but I played enough of both of them that I can, you can see that they are a part of the same series. I mean, in that, they're both open-world cowboy games. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because, like, that's the thing. That's the thing with... And that's another thing with games like that that have, like, a... um, That don't have, like, a very, like, defined mythos around them. Yeah. Is that, like... You can call it a sequel, but, like... I mean, you change a few things around, then it could just be a totally different game. There's well, not... I mean, you know, John Marston's there. Oh yeah, that, so. right, right, right. He's, so obviously, he's, he's, he's the linchpin in this whole thing. Is <laughs> well, you talked about differences in like tone and mood and stuff. Yeah. I mean, Batman: Arkham Asylum to Batman: Arkham City, like that. The city was a sequel, but they are vastly different games. Yeah, they are, but but see, it just builds off of what was made with Asylum, though. Yeah. You know. The biggest difference is that the biggest difference between those two games is the scope yeah. of, yeah. of the environment. You know, Arkham Asylum is still an open world game. Uh, it's just a much smaller world. Yeah. You know? it's, op- it's an open air vent game. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, I guess like fair enough on there because you technically don't have to go like through certain routes. But I mean, Beyond just the fact that it is uh, from inside of one building to the entire city, I mean, there is a bunch of other differences and improvements on there. And and I don't think it's just art style that really connects the two. And I can't really put my finger on it is the je ne sais quoi <laughs> of <laughs> the game. But I do think that there, I don't know, I feel like if I looked at Red Dead Redemption 1 and Red Dead Redemption 2 and I didn't know the names of them, I'd be like, yeah, they're the same thing. Well, I, mean, I would not. I, mean, I wouldn't. <laughs> like, or Red Dead Revolver, for that matter. Well, like, see, that's, none well, of those see, look, so, look so, like they I go together. Well, see, I like, well, I think, the sequel. Well, yeah. I think that, like, with... I think with Red Dead... Like, with Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Revolver, like, I think, like, the difference are a lot... The differences are a lot more apparent. Sure. Because, like, Red Dead Revolver has a decidedly more cartoony look and presentation <laughs> to it. Um... But I could also I could also certainly see the the argument of looking at uh, the two redemption games and like outside of like because I think that the main thing that I think would stand out to to somebody unfamiliar with the franchise is that like one of them has higher has like better like far better visuals than than the other one. Um, and a lot more controls. Too well, many controls. But like that, again, so yeah, <laughs> just the way the games play are completely different. Yeah, it's yeah. completely different. We'll see. And I think that, and and that's and and that's another. Then that's kind of like why I've been having like I've been thinking about Rockstar and and uh, specifically in that way. Whereas like as time goes on, they have this like more and more they are like married to the idea of making the things in their games as realistic as they can be with every new game in a franchise in a given franchise. Like we need to make these details 
uh, more realistic and immersive. And, and, and like, there are many cases where that is to the detriment of the game. And I think that like, I think that if they had been married to that philosophy a lot less going into Red Dead Redemption uh, 2, uh, I think it would have been a lot easier for more people to engage with that game and have fun with it. Um, because I don't think that Red Dead Redemption 1 is near anywhere near as complicated as Red Dead Redemption 2. Yeah. Um, I never fail at, at jumping on the horse, so... I on that point alone. <laughs> Trust me, Shanae. I have I have accident I have accident I have accidentally punched my horse in the face more times than I care to admit. <laughs> but uh, Peta is on its way. Stop punching your horse, Arthur. <laughs> um, and that's but that but that's like that's how you can tell the 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 path from one rockstar game to another in like a given franchise like even like from gta 4 to gta 5 like the differences are the difference mechanically the differences between those two games is very apparent um but i can still see them as being part of the same series yeah you know whereas with redemption one and two other than john marston and that, like, yeah. and they're op- open world and cowboy games. Yeah, one, you know, you may as well throw a fucking gun in there then. Well, that's what I, that's what I was saying before is that like when you have a game that has like such like a like there's not like a well established like real mythos between those two games aside from like a couple of, like a couple of recurring characters. Are, but I mean, like that doesn't even matter though. Like I'm just talking about from a mechanic standpoint. GTA four to five, there's a lot that carries over there. There's a significant amount that carries over there, you know. Uh, is there with Red Dead Two? Yeah, there's some, but it's it's I don't know, man. It's just way different. I don't know. Um, I, well, from CBN, I stand by my opinion. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't have a refined uh, video game palette like you do, so I'm just like, man, cowboys, sure. open world. Same thing for me. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anybody but could think, like fault you for thinking that, honestly. Uh, I mean, Tom could. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that, obviously, not just because it is Rockstar and people expect good things from them from their name alone, I think that there is a lot of things that went into, uh, like, obviously making that a good sequel or a well-received sequel. Uh, Yeah. I think they tried to get away from it. Honestly, I think they wanted it to do better numbers than uh, red dead one did. I think red dead one as well as it sold was a disappointment to them. Well, I think that if you compare anything to the grand Theft Auto franchise, uh, like within their own stuff, then they're going to be disappointed. I mean, uh, uh, I mean, I feel like Red Dead Redemption 2 definitely had more Grand Theft Auto features, of Grand Theft Auto-esque features than the first one did, to where I do feel like, obviously not exact same, like, button schemes or anything. I don't know. Well, I, I, also, I, th- I think that... I, I like that game's weird-ass controls. <laughs> Also, That's one of the things I do like about that game is its funky ass control system. Well, like, well, I just get tired of punching my horse as well. So, I mean, also, yeah. I, I only play a couple hours of the game. I could, I couldn't even get into well, it. Well, I think so. they, they both want to. Same. The, well, it's like I think it's just the 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 core thing is like both in both cases, 
we're looking at like just want to make this like this systems heavy uh world that you can kind of just like hang out in right and just like this that's just the whole thing it's just like make this giant this big world with all these mechanics and systems at play and that you can just kind of hang out in and i think that make saloons fun <laughs> uh, I think with that with like each game, you know, it's it very much it very much seems to me like, you know, more of that. Like, want to make more of that, and make them, and and build their scope on top of that. But um, with that being said, I haven't I haven't yet played a uh, Grand Theft Auto game that I didn't enjoy. Um, I haven't, and I haven't yet played a Red Dead game that I haven't enjoyed. So, I mean, uh, I guess there's something to that. But, uh, but then again, I'm like, I'm also like, I'm also a person who, who enjoys like systems heavy games, and like, I want lots of lots of meters to look at, and like, what, like, I want, I want lots of like simulation going on in the background. I like, I like all that stuff. Um, More systems. <laughs> so, I mean, that's just me. But like, and. Yeah, like I, I think that like, I, th- I do think that you know, I think that the criticisms leveled <laughs> toward uh, toward Redemption Two are valid, but that being said, like after I after I got the hang of it, like I I played the shit out of the game. I consider I think Red Dead Redemption Two is a beautiful game and like in a lot of different ways. Um, Pretty game. It's just not for me. I, I just I'm I'm sad that more people. I'm with you today. Like it's yeah. It's is it a pretty game? Absolutely. You know, I could also just like watch three ten to Yuma. Well, it's like it's, <laughs> well, when, I, when I say when I say it's a beautiful game, I don't just mean the way that it looks. You know, I think yeah. that like I mean like I mean like in a lot of different ways, like the like the story and like the just like the 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 world that it that it takes place in. I like I think all of that was like really well executed. Okay, but but. You knew within the first hour that Arthur was going to die. Yeah. 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 Okay. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even then, I, I, I still, I, I still, I like, still cried when it happened. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I still cried when it happened, but I knew. <laughs> I still think it looks good because that's the thing that I can speak upon is like, right. no, I haven't Same. played much of the game or know the entire story, but I can, I've, I've looked at a lot of it. I've seen a lot of memes. Like it's very pretty. Uh, they did a good know. job with those horse testicles. <laughs> you know, that's, that's the thing that made me want to get into the game, but I just couldn't do it. I, I was think like, that's how that's how immersed they need you to be. I think that game. Well, has... I was mesmerized, and I and I was just like, <laughs> see them everywhere. Yeah. And I only saw them. And I, think, I saw zero amount in the first hour. <laughs> that, that game has shown me more horse poop than I've seen in my entire life. There's yeah. a lot of horse poop well, in that game. I don't, you also don't spend a lot of real life time around horses, so it would Ryan's be very a Texan. weird. All right. I'm actually a Texan, Shanae. So as a Texan, I, as a Texan, I've seen lots of horses. Matter of fact, there's a horse right outside this apartment <laughs> that I have to I have to milk it. So. I'm just gonna say it would be very worrying from what I know of your lifestyle if you just see a lot of horse poop but no horses. I mean. <laughs> Look, in general, I see a lot of I see a lot of poop around, and I don't see where it came from. So, yeah, but you know what dog poop looks like. You you, you own a dog. Uh, not the point though. Uh, so back to sequels. So I guess like I don't know. Like I mentioned earlier, the Elder Scrolls franchise 
and from Elder Scrolls 1 to 2, and let's go for other Bethesda games, Fallout 1 to Fallout 2. I do think... Let's go 4 to Vegas instead. No. Uh, (laughs) Or not Vegas, uh, 76, rather. I think that, um, like, I was saying, uh, I said earlier something about Elder Scrolls, but I forgot what I said at this point. But uh, to kind of go back to, like, what you're saying, you can't really see a whole lot of, like, similarities. And the fact that, like, they are all in different places or different, uh, like, shelters from what I remember for Fallout 1 and 2. It's been a very long time. Uh, I think that that obviously lends itself well to having the flexibility to make a lot of changes in a sequel without a lot of backlash. Mm. How do you feel about that, about, like... uh... When a different developer comes in for a sequel, right? Because Fallout 1 and 2 were, what, Interplay? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think that... um, I think that it really depends. I think that uh, if the gameplay is kind of getting stale and the new developer obviously, like, builds more onto it, not just, like, graphically, but, like, story-wise, and obviously shows, like the respect to the original developers and uh, Uh, IP that it can really be (laughs) like, it can be really great to have a new team come in. Yeah. I don't know. I never, like, I remember our friend Jimmy being into the fallout, the first early fallout games when we were young, I never really got into them. Uh, But fallout three, I liked I don't know. Um, it's it's weird though, right? Like like Fear Three, Fear Three was not made by Monolith, and everybody hates Fear Three. So what is it about Fear Everyone. Three? Everyone, like what is what's the who deal made with- who made Fear Three? Uh, I don't know. At that point, I'm not sure Cause that that franchise that IP changed hands so many times. Uh, it was Monolith owned and then went to WB or Vivendi and then back to Monolith and then back to whoever. Like it, w- it was all over the place. I so, think it was Vivendi, but yeah. yeah. So, what is the deal with Fear 3 then? Like, what, okay, what are the differences between Fear 2 and 3? The difference is, is I mean, I guess it starts, it, it's a decline, right? It's a gradual decline. Fear 1 is some of the best enemy AI in a real time game. Right. right, in a non-turn-based game. Still, that game came out when YouTube came out. Yeah. You yeah. know? Uh, <laughs> and still some of the best AI, still some Are of the saying... best lighting in a game. And this is pre-RTX or anything like that, you know? Right. Are you saying YouTube made video game AIs be bad? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, that's how old this, this bitch is, right? Like no, that. Joking. Yeah. Um, it is the same age as fucking YouTube. That's That's nuts. Yeah. Uh, w- to think that like real time AI in a video game, I mean, I'm sure that people are going to be like, "Oh yeah, well the AI in whatever GTA Five is better." It's not. It's not better. Like, show me how it's better. You know. Uh, so yeah, you see a dip in AI. You see a dip in, you know, the the gameplay as far as like level design. So from one to two. One is a lot of tight corridors. You do get some open, pl- open like areas. Some I don't know what you would want to call them arenas, right? Uh, but it's mostly close, oh, like really close, tight corridors, which the AI lends itself to. 
Um, Fear 2 opens it up a little bit more. Fear 3 opens it up even more. And then the story just gets worse and worse and worse from there. The lighting gets worse. You know, it's it's a plethora of things. So is it like the more open the game gets, the worse it gets? It's the, the worse the AI gets. Coincidentally, yes. Because I guess, like, I haven't played enough Fear to know... Like, outside of what you've just told me about the AI and everything, I, don't, yeah. I haven't played enough Fear to know, like, what makes Fear good. Yeah. Um, Fear's AI is, like, uh, the guy who created it talks about, like, most a- most enemy AI, the objective is to kill the player, right? right? Fear's AI, the objective is to, A, complete their objective, and B, preserve themselves. Right. You know? Mm. Uh, they will strafe. They will go behind cover, like a lot of other AIs do. But they also know that crouching makes them a smaller target. Uh, they will, if they, if they see that you have your gun pointed at them, instead of just continuing to shoot at you, they will run and flail their gun at you as they are running from you. You know, like yeah. fear AI is, is something else. Yeah. Uh, and that just got worse over time, yeah. but. I really think it's a combination of the AI, the lighting, the story getting worse and worse and worse. Did it become... That kind of still goes back to what I originally said, is, like, if you have respect for the original, like, vision and intention and, like, tone and everything, you can have a company make a better game. I mean, the Vindy, or maybe it was Warner Brothers, but I think I remember the Vindy on the box. Uh, uh, or, or whomever. If they, had, if they wanted to, they could have gone back to that original game and like really pulled a lot from there. I mean, they wanted the it because of how them. popular Fear One was, you know. Like that's why they bought it. Yeah. To be, that's why they bought it to begin with. Uh, people forget before Crisis, the whole thing was, can you run Fear? You know, uh, Fear was a big deal, but it was very quickly not a big deal anymore. <laughs> um. So, like, I guess, like, when my my experience with Fear was, like, the first game, anyway, was, like, it was very much, to like, everything I saw about it, like, marketed it very much as, like, a like a horror game. Yeah. Um, it's supposed to be a horror game. It's not very scary. But, but yeah, it's that, supposed to be did a it horror become, game. Did it become less so as the series went yeah, on? Yeah, for sure. Okay. The first game is the scariest. Yeah. Uh, it's like Dead Space. You know, like yeah. the first Dead Space is far scarier than Dead Space 2. Right. You know, uh, but like, I don't know. I've seen a lot of people saying Fear 2 isn't scary at all. Like, it still scared me, and I don't feel like I'm that easy to scare. Sure. But. Um, so I looked I looked up who developed Fear 3, and it's a, it was Day One Studios. I don't think I am familiar with them. Mm. Um. Anyway, I just it was a point of curiosity for me, and I looked it up. But, um, I don't know. I think that oh. like that. I think that honestly, maybe that's what it was. Like I think that maybe I think there's a lot of things that make up a game that make a game fun. Like aside from like how well it plays, um, and it seems to me that everything that you're just everything that you're saying is like there's like a a very chartable trajectory for that franchise, which is just like they're they're trying to open it up, try to do new things. But the thing the thing of it is like, if 
they aren't if the AI is getting worse, then it sounds very much like, well, we kind of want to take these same philosophies, but not like as far as like how these enemies act towards you and not really take into account the changing environments that we're putting in these games. And, yeah. And well, I also think it's like it, it was it's striving for success, right? Rather yeah. than striving for a game that you yourself would enjoy playing, which is what developers should do. It's striving for monetary success. Right. Uh, you know, what was big at the time Fear 2 was out? Well, Call of Duty was fucking big, so let's try to make it a little bit more like Call of Duty. Right. Let's make it work a little more like that, and let's make the enemies behave a little more like that. And like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's a shame because... Like... There... I'm sorry, go ahead, Shanae. Uh, I mean... I think we're going to say essentially the same sentiment, which that sucks because, like, obviously Fear was popular for completely different reasons yeah, than yeah. Call of Duty was popular. Yeah, it, it sucks when, like, a game kind of, like, has a means of carving out, you know, uh, a piece of the market. A niche. Yeah, a niche for itself. and But then it just, like, instead, it just tries to conform to, like, another popular thing. And then, well, and that's the funniest thing, right? Like, because they all of their their games with sequels developed by them. Uh, it's it's hard to say, right? Like, I I do think like Fear wasn't a niche thing. Fear was fucking huge, you know. Uh, Fear but two AI and Fear Fear three less and less so. But like, I do feel like that that was it though with a lot of a lot of the stuff like blood wasn't huge people would rather play duke people would rather play shadow warrior you know uh at least at the time i don't know it, it's hard to say it's just a weird situation where the, this one studio it's the only studio i could think of where time after time again they have a hit and they come out with a sequel and nobody likes it you know <laughs> yeah. and i can't speak to shadow of war is the sequel right? Shadow yeah. of Mordor is the first one. Shadow yeah. of War is the second one. Yeah. I don't know anything about those games. I don't know if people love Shadow of War. All I know is I heard people raving about Shadow of Mordor because the Nemesis system. The and two people I know that, that I didn't hear anybody Shadow talk War. about Shadow of War. Yeah. The two people I know that played Shadow of War told me that they'd rather just go play Shadow of Mordor. We'll see. Yeah. Like the the main thing the main thing with Shadow of War and like not even talking about like the the weirdness with. The, the loot boxes in that game. Uh, the main thing with Shadow... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, which I, mm-hmm. I think definitely had an impact on how successful that game was. But I think more... Like, what had more of a lasting effect on that on uh, on that game is just that, like... Basically, what they did was they just took Shadow of Mordor and just made it bigger. But in doing so, like, now that game just feels like a slog to get through. Mm-hmm. And so it's just it's not at a certain point like it's it's fun for for about as long as Shadow of Mordor was, but it's like if Shadow of Mordor, like you got to the end of it, but there was just like a, like there was just a shitload more game to do, and yeah. and so it just it becomes it comes a chore to play at a certain point. Uh, yeah. So I think that There's was like a, a I th- motion of the ocean. Yeah. Well, I just I just think that like that just was like that game's major problem is just like it gave you so much stuff to do, but it was just at the same time it was like the same thing. They just yeah. wanted you to do it a lot and for a long time, and so I think that was like, the thing. With the, like, yeah. Yeah. Basically, um, like I I played Shadow of War for a for you know a good amount of time, 
And I got to a certain point where I was just like, I don't want to. I don't want to complete any more sieges. I don't want to recruit any more of these orcs. I'm kind of, I'm done now. <laughs> I'm done. So. But yeah. the nemesis system, right? Sure. Sure. It, it was very, it was interesting to have all these orcs hate me for specific reasons for a while. <laughs> but then I got, I, I then tired of that too. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Uh, I guess, I guess that's it. What's your favorite sequel, Shanae? Ooh, ooh, I don't know, I don't know. Um... Cooking Mama Two. My favorite yeah. sequel is, but I know, I mean, there's definitely series where I like the sequel better. Yeah. Um. The first one pops in my mind, mainly because we've been talking about, uh, me and Bert have been talking about the new Smash character, and one of our friends is upset that it's not Sora from Kingdom Hearts, is I think Kingdom Hearts 2 is significantly better than when Kingdom Hearts 1, and when even though I have more nostalgia and, like, with Kingdom Hearts 1, uh, and it, like, as a little kid blew my mind, uh, I'd say, like, 2 is definitely a lot better. Um... I did love Batman Arkham City, so, but I don't know. I also loved Arkham Asylum, too. I don't know. I don't know if I have a favorite one. Yeah. I was going to ask you if that Kingdom Hearts 2 was better. Uh, yeah, they added a lot of, uh, they, so. More yuck for your buck. Sure. It's more yuck for you your buck. buck. But they also started adding more of the kind of, like, uh, different forms and like what they can do and the first time i saw them i was like this is the coolest thing i've ever fucking seen because it just because it drastically changes the controls and stuff and that's something that i've always enjoyed uh from the series going on forward there was a little bit of it in one but in two they really got it down and uh three i think they kind of fucked up a little bit of the forms but like I mean, I saw started seeing it more and more in Square Enix games after two of like yeah. the type of movements in the characters that you got in the different uh, Sora forms and stuff like that. Like, I don't know. I really like. I think two is a great game. Ryan, you got one? Yeah, uh, Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus. Oh, that's so funny. Is that gonna be yours? No, but similar. <laughs> All right, what is it? I was going to say return to Castle Wolfenstein. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like I like uh, I like Or it. Streets of Rage 2. Yeah. I'm going to say Streets of Rage 2. Streets of Rage 2 is a great one. Um, it's the best of the 3. Yeah. Yeah, I, guess actually, I should say 4 now. Uh, you know, I don't know. I like Streets of Rage 4 a whole lot. But uh I don't know. I think I, I like I like I like I like New Colossus a lot. Just like like it's it's fun. The characters are great, and um, yeah. and you know, there's just there's a lot of high definition Nazi killing in that game, which I sure I really love. Sure. So. Oh, Shadow of the Colossus. Technically, that's a prequel, so I'm I'm sticking with that. Sure. Boom. Got him. Uh, <laughs> Got him. Uh, and I know we didn't really talk, and y'all didn't want to talk much about. Uh, E3, but was there anything from E3 that you saw that was exciting? You don't go into depth. I didn't yes. know if you wanted to name yes. uh, a, a trailer to tell people to watch or anything. 
two things. One, new WarioWare is always good. WarioWare yes. at its worst is fun. You know? And you while this better looks than Mario to be, Party? <laughs> yeah. And while this looks to be mostly motion control stuff, that's how it looks. That, that's okay. It can still be fun. Uh, this new Monkey Ball, guys. Oh. This yeah. new Monkey Ball. Let me tell you about this new Monkey Ball for a minute. Okay. Go All on. right. Go on. You're getting monkey one, ball. two, and deluxe. Okay. Which are the only three good Monkey Balls. Right. Okay. Okay. But, like, it's not a port. Like, they all the textures are new. All of them. And some are, like, I like the new vibrant-looking Monkey Ball, you know? Sure. I should say more yeah. vibrant than it used to be. I like the look of it. But, like, there's certain textures that are missing that I'm like, that's kind of weird that's, that that's gone. Also, like, I really hope there's no jump. But there's a little snippet in the trailer that looks like it's a jump. <laughs> like, did they, it's probably, add, did they it's add a jump? It's a cutscene. It's a cutscene. Cut sure. But I, I'm super excited for it. It looks, <laughs> it looks beautiful. Well, you know what, Tom? I really hope that this also uh, that trailer with fucking II coming out in space to the 2001 music. Which, which one is II? He's the main monkey. I see. Yeah. Yeah. The titular monkey, Ryan. He is the titular monkey <laughs> in the ball. Yeah. He, yeah. Well, it's just the monkey, monkey ball. There's he no, is... there's no monkey in the ball. No, no, mon no. It's like it's like Ghost in the Shell, monkey in the ball. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there are other monkeys, Yan Yan and whatnot, but yeah. you know, and Ook Ook. Yeah. Isn't that a Lala? Or I am I just know. thinking at that point about Teletubbies? You th I think you're thinking of Lala <laughs> from Space Channel. Yeah, probably. That's I'd like a new one of those. Sure. If you could get on that, Sega. Yeah. They're working on it, I promise. But yeah, those are the most exciting things. Um, I really... So, uh, my friend that I've been playing Halo with, he's been wanting to play more online, which I haven't been great. And then um, Berto's work is letting him borrow a graphics card, so I have mine back. So I can play on my computer again. So, But we're going to sit down and try <laughs> and play... A graphics card. What? So I wish my work would let me borrow a graphics card. That's fine. Well, they, unlike making the making things, uh, they go to schools and install and repair and stuff. So they have like other ones in the back to sit. So around. he's taking it from some students, is what you're saying? I'm saying he beat up a third grader, stole his <laughs> graphics card. <laughs> um. But I'm really excited for, uh, but I, we're going to go through all the Halo series, uh, like actually like sit there and like talk about the uh, like story and stuff, because the first two are just kind of flipping through, um, really. And so, yeah, because he's like super excited about Infinite, so just, just going to go through the series with him and have him like explain things to me. Wait, wait, wait. Like you guys are going to play them together? Like but, the campaigns or what? We've been playing the campaigns together off and on, but really, I've just I've been getting a little. Yeah. Uh, and then I've, we're just kind of going through and like having fun, and I'm getting lost. And um, I now know who the flood is, and I I just I I just call them Squidbillies. Uh, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> I love Squidbillies. Uh, you know, just being Shanae, not paying attention to what's going on, and just calling things whatever I want to call them. Uh, <laughs> As I want to do. And so I've just been doing that while we go through. And we've yeah. been like... And then the last couple times we played, we've just been playing online, which I don't have a lot of fun with. 
So, but we're actually going to go through the campaigns before uh, Infinite comes out for the rest of the games. And uh, you guys should like check our- out. There's a mod today, a very popular Halo mod, uh, Halo, Halo Custom Edition. You should mm-hmm. check that out. Mm-hmm. Why? Because apparently it makes the first game much more better now. Because <laughs> you and I have talked about our problems with that first game. Can't run. Apparently it does a lot to fix that. Mm. Well, I already beat the first game, and now I know the story for it, so I'm not going back. Yeah. Uh... You beat those squidbillies. <laughs> yeah. Fuck them squidbillies. <laughs> I also now know, uh, finally know what a halo is. <laughs> A halo. I'll take one Halo, please. Were you excited <laughs> for that new Halo Infinite crap they showed? Uh, I thought it was cool, but my the friend that I've been playing stuff with, he's really excited for yeah. it. He, and um, so now that we got like dates and stuff, and it's getting closer, uh, that's why we're doing this stuff. He's excited. I do not give a shit, but I I know ne- I never knew what why it was called Halo. I didn't. But now I, I understand the titular Halo now. Really? You didn't know? No. I don't I even no play idea. those games, and I knew. <laughs> I am almost impressively unobservant sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> Halo. I mean, cool. I wasn't being intentionally obtuse, but I guess I kind of was. <laughs> what about you, Ryan? Have you seen anything that you're hype about? Are you like... Uh yeah, um, I liked that Redfall game that got shown off. Uh, that game looks real neat. Um, for like, I don't know what that is. It's uh something about look. You're fighting these. You're fighting uh, Dracula's. Ah. Uh, and uh and there's also a cult that worships these Dracula's, and it's a mm-hmm. it's a cooperative, first person shooter. Um, and it looks real neat. Um, mm. Back for Blood got shown off again, so I'm excited about that. I'm really excited for Back for Blood to come out. Um, and isn't that going to be cross-plat? Uh, we don't know. We know uh, that the beta that's coming out in a couple months is, but we don't know if the final game is. Yeah. Well, either way, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to that. Um, I like that shorthand cross-plat because it just sounds like cross-plat up in my brain. <laughs> like. I have all these rules, Shanae, about what I can and can't say around you, so I can't I can't be bothered with it anymore. It's cross-plat, okay? Cross-play. Uh, yeah, so if you pre-order that, now you get access to, uh, to that beta. Yeah. Um, Elden Ring looks real cool. Um, looking forward to that one. And... Uh, yeah, I can't really think of anything else. I'm sure I saw oh, something. Oh, Gloomwood. Gloomwood looks awesome. So w- which one is that? Gloomwood is the new David Smansky game. So it's like they're calling Angie. it. Like, so for all the New Blood games, their fucking website names are hilarious. So like Ultra Kill was Devil May Quake, right? This one is, they're calling it Thief with Guns. Sure. Uh, so if you like like Old Thief, it's like that. Mm. 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 It looks rad. Uh, uh, Stalker 2. That's another one. Stalker 2 looked cool. Did you like Stalker 1? No, but, uh, <laughs> but also like Stalker 1 for me was, I was like, this, like, the, like everything just looked 
muddy and gray all the time. Yeah. And I just didn't I didn't dig that. But Docker one's real good. Um, real good. But also you got, you got that. Also, like I guess maybe I'm dumb. Maybe. Probably. But like I was just maybe. like but the entire time I was playing Stalker One, I was like, What do I do? What's going mm, on? Yeah. Who do I shoot? So <laughs> there's a lot of that going on for me. But Soccer 2 looks real neat. Um, so I'm, I, I'd like to play that. Also, they did show... I think they showed a trailer for Atomic Heart, and I've been I've been interested in that game for a while. But I think that's it, honestly. Yeah. Well, did y'all have any uh, closing thoughts for the show or about E3 or anything? E3 is kind of weird uh, with how it is now. But that PC game show was really cool. And Nintendo's was pretty good, too. So, I liked I like it. Um, um, and then I won't be here next time. So, I'll see you guys in like a month, I guess. Well, um, that's okay. I'm, I'm going to stow away in your suitcase, Thomas. Yeah. Yeah, so you don't worry about um, that. I'm going to be my new address that y'all don't know. Sure. I don't even know your and current address. And then just address. ghost. And then just ghost. Good. Yeah. Good. I mean, might as well, you know. If that's what you want to do, Shanae. So you don't have to worry about me saying cross-plat anymore. You don't have to worry about me saying things are Gucci. And by the way, I'm still <laughs> I saying forgot it. about that. I'm still saying it. So I, I, the cross plot thing, I just wanted to bring up cross platypus, but uh, the Gucci thing, uh, I really do go. fucking hate that one. Here we <laughs> go. She's just like this. Shanae's got some kind of dictatorship over language now. Okay. But that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Because you know what? You know what? That's okay. My final thought for the show is I'm going to say whatever I want forever. Okay. Because. You can't say shit to me, Shanae, because Juneteenth is in three days, and you have to be nice to me all day. So take that. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a written apology, Shanae, <laughs> on Juneteenth. You have to write me an apology. I'm sorry for banning you from saying yeah. Gucci. Yeah. The ban still stands. Also, take, I, I think I, I think you place. should also apologize to Ryan about having those dolls when you were a kid. Yeah. Actually, yeah. <laughs> I think about how. At many... first, I thought you were talking about, I thought, I were talking about my porcelain doll collection, which I had. Uh, yeah, porcelain babies. Yeah. yeah, you had the the yeah. Most racist, the ass, racist ass dolls that you sold. Uh, to can family. I get my parents to sign to make to apologize instead? Because I didn't buy. That would be hilarious. Sure. I would love that. Yeah, I want a video apology from both your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Dad! Can you, can you just say I'm sorry, and then just and then just have him say that and just edit in like what he's saying. Sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna, uh, yeah. I'm gonna go watch that episode um, now. Uh, guys, if it's on June 19th, message Ryan to apologize. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, you can find us on most podcast apps you can apologize on discord you can apologize uh, on discord <laughs> oh my god that's awesome or instagram <laughs> but mm, bye guys bye you guys are fucking